Hello and welcome. My name is Lucy Heaney and you are listening to These Are The Things. You know that you've clicked on the link. Um, These Are The Things is a podcast about podcasts. It's about what I've been listening to, what I've been watching on streaming or mainstream TV, uh, what I've been reading sometimes, whatever's going on in my week. It's also an opportunity for you to get in touch with me with your podcast because God knows there's enough of them out there for all of us. And sometimes it can be a bit of an ocean and it can be hard to navigate and figure out what the hell you're going to listen to today. So this week I'm going to start with Table Manners. My Table Manners is with the singer Jess Ware and her mother Lenny. Jess is obviously a pop star, um, but she'd also actually studied journalism. Her father, John Ware, is a very well-known BBC journalist, but her mother is a social worker. And that's something that is really beneficial in the concept of this podcast. The podcast itself is where Jess and her mum, Lenny, invite celebrities to their house where they cook them a three-course meal. And in the midst of that dinner party, they talk to people about their relationship with food, what they ate when they were younger, and through that you find out so much about the person. Their interviewees have been very impressive, from Don French, Ed Sheeran, Mark Ronson, John Legend, most recently Kylie Minogue, um, and one of my favourites, the Labour MP Jess Phillips, who is hilarious. Uh, you just find out so much about these people. And I think for this time of year, where we all want something cosy, we want to feel safe in this crazy world, this is the perfect podcast for that. Lenny is incredibly warm, hilarious. She has a hilarious relationship with, Jet, with Jess. And um, there's just a real warmth and comfort about it. And there's nothing as comforting as talking about food. So I'd highly recommend this. There's about, I think there's about five seasons. It's hugely successful. They've already brought out their own cookbook. Um, so with fabulous recipes, what they, what they cook throughout. It's really good, wholesome Jewish food. Great chicken soup re- recipes and matzo ball recipes going on. It's just fabulous. So then for Instagram, I have been, uh, I've been, I'm a big walker. I mean, as I say walk, I mean stroll. I go out for my strolls every day for about two hours. Um, But with the weather the way it is currently in Ireland, it's not always easy to do that. And to keep your head as clear as you do, you need a bit of exercise. Now, I am not a big exercise person in the sense that I think it's thoroughly undig thoroughly undignified to break sweat anywhere in public so I'm not known for going to the gym or running or anything else so the bedroom is the perfect place for that for me and Lucy Wyndham Reid provides the perfect content she does seven minute hits of exercise where you just get your heart rate up or she does longer versions for 30 minutes but she also does it in um, a split screen so you get to choose uh what type of exercise you want to do so depending on how advanced you can be you can do the right side of the screen which is more advanced than the left hand side of the screen either way you will get your heart rate up and if you're saying you're too busy to take seven minutes out of your day I think you need to have good old talk to yourself everyone has seven minutes and my god mentally and physically this is worth it you will be surprised by just how good you feel after this and 
it, it's intense stuff. It really is intense. She is ex-army, but don't let that intimidate you. She is absolutely pint-sized, but really, really lovely, warm and motivating. And she is perfect for the unmotivated person like myself. So, um, and it is amazing. Once you're into the seven minute one, you're kind of regretting that you didn't bother click on the 30 minute one and you will be encouraged to do that as the week go, goes ahead. So she has uh, her own Instagram page, Lucy Wyndham Reed, and also her own YouTube channel where she has full content. She has literally thousands, thousands of um, workouts for you to do. So you can choose from a wide range where it is literally just walking indoors to full on um, high impact um, exercises as well. So Lucy Wyndham Reed is the name of that Instagram channel. Okay, well, on Netflix this week, the big launch was Rebecca, um, directed by Ben Wheatley and starring Lily James, she's been in the news, um, Army Hammer and Kristen Scott Thomas playing Mrs. Danvers. It's the, from the Daphne du Maurier novel and most of you will also know it from the 1940s Hitchcock. Hitchcock classic. But I will say, if you're going to watch this and just want to compare it to the Hitchcock classic, park it, leave it, because you're getting a very, very different film. And very few movies are going to live up to Hitchcock anyway. So what's the point? This is a very different beast. From the start, it's, it's light. It's not a psychological thriller in the way that the Hitchcock film is. This is presented in a very different way and this is not without its flaws. For me there's almost three different films within this film and I was very much, I, it, it captivated me for the first part of the movie and then it kind of lost its way once they went back to Manderley. But for the first part of the film it actually had a strength where, where the Hitchcock one lost me. I totally believe this as a love story. Um, Lily James, I usually break out in a rash when Lily James is in a film, but I find her um, quite captivating in this and very, very believable. Um, and it shows the class divide that there was in the UK in the 1930s. And she is captivating, but Army Hammer is amazing and his English accent is flawless. I've always really admired Army Hammer. If somebody who looks like a Disney princess, prince, princess, God, if somebody who looks like a Disney prince, he actually has great depth and a great range um, within his acting ability. And um, I really believed this as a love story. Whereas in the 1940s one, I just didn't understand how Joan Fontaine could meet the very oh, much older Laurence Olivier for lunch and agreed to marry him the next day. I believed that Lily James and Army Hammer fell deeply in love and that she was willing to risk everything to marry this man and move to a different country. It does fall apart, but also another strength. See, I'm comparing it to the 1940s one, but you can't help it. But the other one thing about it is, in the, the Hitchcock version, I found Judith Anderson an absolute pantomime character. I could not take her, Mrs. Danvers' character, seriously. Whereas Christian Scott Thomas is incredibly subtle, 
she's not terrifying you would be incredibly intimidated by her and for somebody with who Lily James's character who doesn't have a name we remember that from the last from the novel she doesn't have a name for somebody entering that house and to be intimidated by somebody like Mrs Danvers you really really feel it as I say this is not a classic this is not something that we will be talking about in the way that the 1940s version is talked about in 2040. I don't think we'll even be talking about it in 2021. God knows we'll have an awful lot to get over by then. But as a midweek movie, as a little bit of escapism, some beautiful clothes, incredible scenery from the south of France to Cornwall, this is the perfect tonic for a cold October, November evening. And Amazon also had a big release this week as well. This was Borat. We've all heard about it for various different reasons. Um, Sasha and Baron Cohen's sequel to, I think it was 2004 was the last time he released a Borat movie. And I vaguely remember that. It's very much all of the same range. You feel very uncomfortable. You're not sure what you're watching at times. And I think this isn't the big hitter that promised to be. It doesn't reveal much about America that we don't already know. Well, about certain sections of American society that we don't already know. Um, the big controversies this week has been about the Rudy Giuliani section in the documentary. Now, apparently Rudy Giuliani thinks he came out well out of this, which frankly the mind boggles if that is what he can considers coming out well. What I would like to see from this film is the making of documentary because I can't figure out how they got these people to sign release forms from everybody from the guys at the Trump convention or the Mike Pence convention to Rudy Giuliani who is an incredibly skilled lawyer who was really sat up. Okay nobody told him asked him to be a creep he did that from his own nature uh, nobody asked him to put his hand down his pants. But they got away with putting this out in a Amazon primetime movie at a very two weeks before the election. Will it damage him? No, don't think anything will at this stage. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see the making of documentary. And if anybody would like to sign me up as a producer, I'd be very happy to take that role. Also, the other interesting thing about this was the QAnon guys, where Sasha Baron Cohen actually said that it was one of the most difficult things that he did was to have to stay in character as Borat and move in and stay with these QAnon guys. These guys um, believe that Hillary Clinton drinks the blood of young children and that COVID was started and developed by the Democrats to damage Donald Trump. Yeah, so uh, QAnon is also in the news very much at the moment because in the last debate, Donald Trump refuses refused to denounce it. Which leads me to another podcast that I would recommend. So if you want the cosiness and the comfort of table manners, maybe this is not for you, or maybe if you like me, 
and go down very different paths when it comes to podcasts, this could also be for you. This is the New York Times podcast called Rabbit Hole, which goes in depth into the conspiracy theories of QAnon. There's about seven different episodes, but two of them are solely just on QAnon. Um, it is one of the most famous conspiracy theories to come out of QAnon is the Pizzagate scandal scandal theory, um, which believes that everybody from the Clintons to Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Leonardo DiCaprio to Lady Gaga, that's just a few of the people who have been named in the Pizzagate scandal. People on QAnon have believed theories that they are trafficking children through ordering pizza and using pizza as code word for trafficking children. It is mind-boggling, but you see how in-depth people can go in and just how you can be drawn in by the smallest thing and getting out of this is very, very tough. It is described as a cult and the terrifying thing is just how you can be dragged into that cult by sitting in your own bedroom. So that is the New York Times podcast, Rabbit Hole. So that's it for this week. Um, not a huge amount going on, but I think enough to keep us going there and enough to keep us entertained on these cold wintry nights where we want to escape the news for a while. Half an hour is your day. I think it's good for your head. And um, so that's it. Get in touch with me at these are the things three at gmail.com. Tell me about your podcasts. God knows everyone has one. My dog has one. Um, probably more listeners than I have but uh, let me know if you've got something you want me to watch or one of your podcasts or something that you've read or something that you think will interest others let me know and I look forward to hearing from you thank you bye